Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Duval. Hope everybody's doing well. This is Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in. Right now, we're talking about brand new Jaguars assistant GM Ethan Waugh. Um, we've had reports of Ethan Waugh you know, joining the staff for quite some time. According to Ian Rappaport, that has now come to fruition. Ethan Waugh is the assistant general manager in Jacksonville. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe on YouTube. We really appreciate your support. We could not do this without it. And of course, follow Generation Jaguar on Twitter at Generation Jag, myself at Jordan DeLugo. So, yes, Ethan Waugh, new assistant ma- general manager of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's been an interesting timeline with this whole situation, right? You had. Um, at first, we didn't know earlier in the offseason, is Trent Balky going to remain the Jaguars general manager? Um, once we found out that he was and that Doug Peterson was being brought on to be the head coach, we had uh, we had reports that potentially Trent Balky and Doug Peterson and, and Shad Khan would be insulating their their front office by maybe adding a Rick Spielman and an EVP type to be above Trent Balky on the pecking order. Uh, that did not happen, even though Shad Khan confirmed that they did uh, reach out to the league and request the opportunity to interview executive vice presidents. Um, then you had the update where it kind of looked like maybe they were moving forward without doing that with just Trent Balky and Uh, Doug Peterson kind of running the show. And of course, Shad Khan at the very top of the organization. Um, And then a few, a few, maybe a week or so before the draft, you had reports from Nick Wagner, I believe. Yeah. Nick Wagner, who covers the 49ers for ESPN. He said, Trent Baalke is expected to hire Ethan Wall, he's expected to take it after the draft, the job that is, barring any snags in contract negotiations. So we had that come out. That was um, April 21st. So yeah, just about a week before the draft. Then just days prior to the draft, you had Trent Balky come out and say that yeah, he respects Ethan Wall. They work together, but that... He had, you know, no information about Ethan Wall leaving the 49ers staff, joining the Jaguars staff. Of course, that makes sense considering 
Wall was still, you know, working for the 49ers at that time. He was still helping them prepare for their 2022 NFL draft. And this is a common thing where you have guys moving after the draft because a staff kind of works all year from draft to draft to build up um, their plan, you know, their board and to, to remove someone from, from that situation prior to the draft taking place uh, really would be un, unconventional and getting them after the draft, it kind of, you know, that is kind of the reset button for NFL front offices um, every year. And so he's been a part of some really good drafts for the 49ers. Wall started in San Francisco uh, back in 2005, I believe. It's been 17 years. According to the 49ers team site, he was the senior player personnel coordinator from 2015 to 2017 after being in a scouting role for a long time. And then um, he's been in that current role as as the vice president of player personnel since 2017, Ethan Waugh has, which is a a high-ranking role in the organization. Uh, Prior to 2015, he was the senior personnel assistant from 2012 to 2014 and Midwest Regional Scout from 08 to 11. Prior to that, he was an even smaller scout for the 49ers. But he and Balky, they worked together in San Francisco for about a decade. And so they have a long history together and they've had some, some hits certainly when they were working together in San Fran, when Trent Baalke was the general manager. And since then, I think the 49ers have done an an even better job drafting. Uh, You know, Baalke had, he had a mixed bag as a drafter in San Fran. When you look at missing on a lot of wide receivers, but he also brought in guys like Kaepernick um, guys like, Jimmy Ward, DeForest Buckner, um, uh, Alden Smith, who, of course, was a great pick. He just couldn't get it together off the field. And even Eric Armstead and some others that were were good players. But since then, the 49ers have been acquiring even more talent and being more effective in the NFL draft. And Ethan Waugh has been a big part of that, of course. Um, So... This is a guy that was rumored to join the Jaguars prior to the draft. He is now officially, or at least according to Ian Rappaport, uh, you know, come on as the Jaguars assistant general manager, and he'll be right below Balky. But uh, getting more brain power is something Shad Khan talked about. Um, they they observed a lot of how other organizations kind of run their staff and, and their scouting department and the front office this offseason. And, you know, They didn't make the EVP move, but they did add someone else that will come in and add more brain power. Someone who, according to everyone that I have heard from, that I have seen on Twitter, uh, that has reached out to me, uh, that has reached out to others that I've spoken to, Ethan Waugh is incredibly well-respected. This is a guy that really probably should have gotten this big of a role several years ago. Uh, and now he does have that opportunity. He's going to need to make the most of it. Um, he adds to, you know, we can talk about what the Jaguars have done. Um, and and not many people wanted Trent Balky retained, myself included, for 2022. 
but Balky had a hell of a draft last year. I think the free agent class this year is very uh, exciting. And even some of the guys last year that they signed, I expect them to perform better this year. And then you look at the draft in 2022, a lot of it's going to come down to the success of Trayvon Walker. But even if Trayvon Walker doesn't end up being worthy of the number one pick, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, Luke Fortner, these are guys that are going to make a big impact for the Jaguars. So uh, I think you like what Balky has done overall. And even if you're not a fan of the Trayvon Walker pick, which I would not have made the pick, but I got why they did it, because you look at the athleticism, the versatility, the ability to drop, the ability to set the edge against the run, the ability to make plays all over the football field, and the potential as a pass rusher. The Jaguars, I think, are doing a really smart thing by training him only at outside linebacker uh, to start rookie camp. You saw him with OLB uh, coach Bill Shuey throughout the rookie minicamp, just training individually. What's up, guys? We've got John saying morning. Uh, Varsaji, hopefully I said that correctly, says, does this mean Balky is cemented now? I think he was cemented prior to this, right? Uh, after the Jaguars decided to retain him and bring in Doug Peterson and not bring in an EVP, uh, that was pretty much the writing kind of telling you, this is what you're what you're looking at for the Jaguars front office moving forward that Trent Baalke will be cemented in that GM role. Now let's say the Jaguars have a horrific season um, and it just looks like the talent is not there, which I believe based on my evaluations of the players they've signed and the draft picks that there is enough talent to be much more competitive uh, in 2022 than they were in 2021 uh, based off the talent, based off the coaching, the atmosphere, the culture that's being built there. Uh, but yeah, I would say Balky is cemented in his job, and I would have said that, you know, prior to Ethan Waugh being hired. This is certainly, though, another feather in his cap, I guess you could say. Like this is certainly an e- a, a Trent Balky move. Again, they worked together for a decade plus um, in San Francisco, and now they will be able to do that again. Ron says, Balky admits if Walker is a fail, it's his job. Yeah, he did, right? Well, actually, what Balky said was if the Jaguars are picking first again next year, he will not be picking first. Like, this will be his last first pick as a general manager. I think you could agree with that for sure. Um, and then Ron says, Walkie is a very good player, as we know. Walker is a very good player, as we know. I agree. I mean, like I've said many times on this channel, Trayvon Walker is going to be an elite run stuffer from the get-go. He's going to be someone who can drop in coverage and is comfortable doing that. Uh, His length and athletic ability, fluidity in open space, makes him really difficult to handle for a quarterback trying trying to make reads over the middle of the field. Six foot five with that 35 inch arms and the athleticism that he displays yeah, that's going to be tough for for defenses to deal with. And now you've got him working, like I said, with Bill Shuey. Individually, consistently, developing that pass rush plan, developing that move, the moves, the skill set, 
Um, it's there. I think you can un- you can tap into that ability that he has. We just haven't seen it on a consistent level yet. And let's be honest, at Georgia, he was cross-trained between outside linebacker, five-tech, three-tech, nose tackle. He did not get to focus on a certain aspect or a certain position in that defense. Now that the Jaguars are allowing him to focus solely on outside linebacker, I do think that is absolutely the smart way to do it. And I think you'll see him improve as a pass rusher. Carlos says, watching the rookie camp videos, I'm starting to see what Balky saw. Yeah, I mean, I knew what Balky saw from the jump, right? This is a freak athlete. This is, I believe, when you look at relative athletic score, the third most athletic defensive end slash outside linebacker edge player that we've ever had since like 1988 enter the NFL draft. This guy is a unicorn. There's no question about that. And there was no question about his ability to stuff the run and to drop and be an effective player in that regard. The question was and still is, how quickly can they develop a pass rush plan, a pass rush skill set? How quickly can you do that? And again, I know that's not really on Ethan Waugh, which is the subject of this stream here. Ethan Waugh, Jaguars' new assistant general manager. You want to look at what the 49ers did this year. They drafted Drake Jackson, who's a guy, tremendous upside. I think that's a really good pick where they got him. Edge rusher who could, I mean, he has Pro Bowl potential. They went and drafted Tyrion Davis-Price, who is a guy the Jaguars were very interested in, the running back from LSU. He had some top-end speed and tremendous power, and he also showed the ability to pass protect and to catch passes out of the backfield. Danny Gray, a speed merchant the Jaguars might have liked to get their hands on. Uh, So, yeah, I think you look at what the 49ers did and what they have done over the last few years and even dating back, you know, the last 15, 17 years since Ethan Waugh has been there. It wasn't always perfect for Trent Baalke, who really struggled to draft receivers in San Francisco. So he said, you know what? We're just not going to draft any receivers this year in 2022. We're going to bring in some undrafted free agents. We're going to bring in some tryout players. And that's how we're going to find some receivers outside of free agency. Uh, because I think it, I don't know. Balky. I don't know. He might not actually believe that he struggles to dra- draft receivers, but he does. Um, the The record shows that he's never drafted a receiver that went on to become a multi-year starter in the NFL, and not for lack of trying. But this year he did just say, screw it. We're not taking a receiver in the draft. We'll bring in Kevin Austin. We'll bring in some other guys. We already signed Christian Kirk. We've got Marvin Jones. We signed Zay Jones. So they're just rolling with it. And of course, Evan Ingram is essentially a receiver as well, a jumbo slot. What else do we have going on here, guys? Ron says, and a nonstop motor. Absolutely. The kid, um, Trayvon Walker, from from an effort standpoint, it is there 100% of the time. And he's all about ball. I mean, you ask him about, you know, what is he looking forward to about being in Jacksonville? He's like, I'm not really worried about anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to focus on football. He doesn't care about, you know, what there is to do around town. And of course, as he 
develops and gets through his first season and kind of starts to become more accustomed to being a professional football player. Yeah. He'll start to enjoy the city and, and enjoy his time here. But the the point is he's just focused on football right now. You can tell that by his demeanor, by his work ethic on the practice field, uh, everything that, everything that you've heard about him, everything you've seen from him, everything you've heard from him. He's a guy that all just cares all about ball. Carlos says, Doug seems to be the kind of coach that will be able to take on, take an okay receiver and take him to the next level. I don't disagree with that. I think Doug Peterson is a good football coach and you've got a really good staff that really showed the ability, in my opinion, over the weekend to really teach. And, you know, this is a rookie minicamp. It's the first opportunity we've had as media to see these guys on the field interacting with players. And I liked what I saw. Zachary says, why not bring him in before the draft instead of after? I was talking about this a little bit earlier. You bring in a guy that's going to be in the front office or gal um, after the draft, because that's kind of like the reset. Like uh, a front office works all year to get through the season, to get through free agency and to get through the draft. And then you kind of reset and go towards the next season after the draft. So that's why you'll allow him to finish his job in San Fran uh, to get the, the draft done. And then you bring over, um, bring over whoever you want to hire, which in this case, it was Ethan Waugh as the assistant GM. You saw Minnesota also making a front office move today. I'm sure a couple other teams have or will do that over the next few days. Varsaji Greg says, how do you see number 44 dropping to coverage as outside linebacker? Again, he and his um, snaps at Georgia as a dropper, uh, an outside linebacker dropping into coverage, fantastic. The length, the range, the instincts, they're all there. It makes it incredibly difficult for quarterbacks to find their reads and to get the ball into those windows over the middle of the field when he's prowling. So yeah, I see it really well. So yeah, again, we're going to wrap up here, but Ethan was the Jaguars new assistant general manager worked with Trent Baalke for 10 years in San Francisco. He's been there since then. This guy is beloved around the league. You talk to anybody that has spent time around Ethan Waugh, they are big fans. Uh, I've heard it personally in the DMs. I've heard it from, uh, you know, Dill has been talking about it. Other guys have been talking about it. You've seen people on Twitter that have worked with him that really respect him. And, uh, and frankly, believe that he should have been afforded an opportunity like this a long time ago. So that, that should get you excited. Adding someone who is from a well-run organization, who has familiarity with the current front office and who is a guy that everyone around the leagues thinks should have had this type of opportunity years ago. I think you can, you can be happy with this move. There's no negatives about it unless you're just someone who is still hardcore on like, we need to fire bulky. Why are we bringing in a bulky guy? I could, you can say that, but the last two drafts and this free agency and, and the trajectory of the team, when you look at Doug Peterson as the head coach, I I cannot hate on what Balky has done this year. Crater says, Jordan, are you worried about Trayvon's short area quickness and bend at his size? You know, 
I don't think he is the most bendy. I do think he has short area quickness. You see that on tape. You see, you see it uh, in his testing. I could see it when he was doing the individual drills with Bill Shuey this weekend. Bend. I think you could say he doesn't have great, great elite bend. I don't think it's terrible by any stretch, but his functional athleticism combined with his length, 35 inch arms and strength uh, and just the ability to work through guys. Uh, I don't know. Not a lot of people or maybe, maybe I'll do, maybe you don't, but the reason you care about length is because it's about who makes first contact on the line of scrimmage. And Trayvon Walker with his arm length, he's got longer arms and he's stronger than most of the guys he's going to be facing. So that gives him a huge advantage when he's able to get into the body of the offensive linemen before they're able to get their hands on him. He's got the advantage. And he has a really good elite. I mean, I think he has an elite first step for a guy his size. No question about it. His size, because he's 270. He's not 250 pound edge rusher. He's 270 pounds. Uh, and he's he's got he's got incredible bulk, but also incredible athleticism. He's lean. I think athletically and physically, there's nothing more you could ask for from a first overall pick. It's just about developing that pass rush repertoire, the pass rush plan, and the moves to go along with that plan. So, yeah, Ethan Waugh, Jaguars assistant GM, I think it's a great move. I don't really know unless you're, again, just trying to get rid of Trent Baalke, which at this point, Baalke has proven to have, in my mind, and I know it's too early to really confirm this, but based on what we've seen, his first two draft classes as the Jaguars general manager are impressive. His free agent class this year is impressive. The head coach that he brought in with along with owner Shad Khan to be the foundation of this organization, Doug Peterson, is impressive. So I think this is another solid move by Trent Balky, and he's continuing continuously over the last few months since the announcement of Doug Peterson being hired, kind of, you know, winning me over to an extent. Of course, this team will have to do it on the field. They'll have to sustain success. We'll have to see that these uh, 2021 rookies and 2022 rookies continue to develop and show progress and improve the way we expect. But yeah, the bulky masterclass, as some have been uh, touting it over the last few months, I wouldn't call it a masterclass. I would say he's done some very good things. And this franchise is in a much better position right now than they were just a few months ago, especially with the coaching and the talent level. And that's going to do it. Ethan Waugh, Jaguars assistant GM, coming over from San Francisco. He will be Trent Baalke's right-hand man. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube and check ginjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.